Welcome. Welcome back. This is going to be episode three of the Beautiful, Bold, and Black podcast. Welcome back. I am so glad to have you guys tuning in once more with me again. Um, This episode, I'm really, really, really excited to bring on a special guest. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen my story asking people to send in questions regarding dating or just questions about the opposite sex and how they interact in a general sense. And I promise to have a licensed marriage and family counselor and I always come through. So I have with me today, Mr. Green. Mr. Green, thank you so much for joining us today on the B3 podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, like you said, I'm uh, a marriage and family counselor. I've been counseling for, I might be telling my age, almost 30 years. Um, Couples counseling, individual counseling, groups, and family. Awesome. That is very, very awesome. Um, So you guys heard that almost 30 years of experience. So, you know, we're going to get some good discussion going on today. So let's get down to it. Um, I always find it very hard to figure out the opposite sex. And, you know, I have said this before on previous episodes, I was raised by my father. So I didn't have like a woman there to really show me how to move around men, if you will. You know, like that flirtatiousness and just different ways that I've seen it happen. I'm always like, how does she do that? Um, And so I've always wished I could go to a like dating or man guru or someone to just I can ask questions to that's not my friends. So uh, maybe someone who studied psychology like yourself, Mr. Green. Um, And so I think a lot of people would like the same ability to be able to go to someone with, you know, expertise in the way that families and individuals and people interact and how they analyze things and just their cognitive thinking and how their brain works. And I was obviously right, because when I gave people the opportunity to submit questions, I got a large response. We won't be able to answer everyone's questions today, but I'm really excited to have you here today, Mr. Green, to answer some questions from my followers. So are you ready? Uh, Yes, I am. All right. So our first question is, it ever too early to start premature premarital counseling after getting engaged? I've personally been open to it, but my fiance thinks it's too soon, but I'm unsure why. I think it's never too early. And this is from a young woman. Oh, okay. So let me ask you, what do you think? Um, I don't think it's ever too early. I think it's a great idea. Um, The earlier, the better. And I think, I mean, I'm not sure like how this goes with other people, but I just know, you know, most Christians, once they do get engaged, they start their marital counseling like right away or they have counseling like 
premarital counseling before they get married, leading up to their their wedding. So it, I would think that it's more custom, if anything, even if I was uncomfortable with it or not. But I think it's really a great idea. Um, I think people who are in regular relationships, like if you're in college, a lot of colleges offer like they have um, counseling. I think if you're in a relationship in college, you should go to counseling because relationships are hard and they are they drive you crazy and it's impossible to know what the other person is thinking. And some people are bad communicators and some people are over communicators. And so we're not all equipped with ways of dealing with that. So I think counseling really helps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, what you're saying is absolutely, absolutely correct. Uh, but here it is, is that, you know, getting married is a big, big step, it's a major step, okay? And I think anytime anyone um, uh, in, uh, in, anytime anyone uh, takes such a huge step, I think they need to be, be prepared for it, okay? And what, what premarital counseling does, it actually prepares the couple for, mar- for, for, for that big step, uh, and which helps to uh, which helps avoid a lot of, you know, marital conflict because each person comes to the marriage or the relationship with their own personal experiences, okay? And sometimes those experiences um, create the conflict and what we call marital conflict. So in order to minimize the conflict, I think uh, it's important to engage, to uh, participate in marital, uh, premarital counseling, okay? And one of the things that peak premarital counseling does, it teaches the couple how to communicate, okay? Over the years that I've been doing couples counseling, one of the common denominators that uh, contributes to marital conflict is ineffective communicating, okay? So if you have a couple that that uh, engages in um, effective communicating. What that does is it it solidifies the marriage. It minimizes marital conflict, uh, and it just uh, enhances the, the 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 relationship in 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 many areas. So premarital counseling, I think, is uh, is recommended. Okay, I think it's recommended. Uh, once again, because it teaches folks how to uh, really be married, okay? And I think one of the, the, the foundations of a successful marriage uh, is effective communicating, and that's what premarital counseling does. So basically, it's never too early to learn how to effectively communicate and learn how to be married if you're engaged. No, I, I no, it's never it is never too late. I think once again that one of the major contributing factors to marital difficulties um is ineffective communicating. Okay? Uh so I think what mar what premarital counseling does is prepare the couple for uh that big step uh called marriage. Okay? And uh, if you're going to make such a huge step, I think it's something that we all 
to prepare ourselves for, okay? So yeah, it, it is never too late. Um, well, her question was, in counseling. her question was, is it too early? No. Okay, no. so there's no time. Never too early. It's never too early and it's never too late. Okay? Probably, probably the earlier the better, maybe. Yeah, I think if even if you're engaged, once you become engaged, at least once you become engaged, because if you're engaged, usually what happens is you've already set the date and you know, and you're moving toward that toward that big step to, uh, uh, of getting married. So uh, one of the steps towards getting married uh, it should be premarital counseling. So, yeah, it's 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 not too early. All right. Once you've engaged, you're already planning on doing it anyway. So, let the premarital counseling be a part of that step towards uh, marriage. All right. Our second question: What should be the purpose of dating? What should be focused or taken from dating? And this one. Um, I think this could be very, like, for me personally, in my opinion, I think it could be very situational or very dependent on who the person is and what, how they value dating. And for me, um, dating, I think is the purpose is to get to know the person and to, um, spend time with the person that you like, um, and kind of see how, your favorite things to do and how their favorite things to do in their lifestyle and your lifestyle if they mesh well together. Um, and I think that's, I don't really take, I take dating seriously, but I take marriage a lot more seriously. So I think every, nothing is like super solidified until you get to that point. And I think everything is just kind of that whole thing for me is dating. And I think a lot of people have a different definition of dating. Like some people have different phases of dating and they have like a talking phase and then they have an, um, an exclusive phase. And then they have, I don't, I, I'm just, you know, I don't really know what the phases are, but for me, it's not really one phase. I mean, it's one phase for me. It's just kind of like, oh, we are interested in each other, but we live our lives. And then once we decide that we like actually want to see each other, then we're dating. And then, you know, things get serious after that. But I don't really do the whole like, oh, I'm talking to this person because I don't really know what that is. So I just like to either we're dating or we're not. And I think it's important. <laughs> Well, dating is important. Um, you know, in general, okay, um, I think the purpose of dating um, is to determine whether the couple is suitable for each other, okay? That's, that's the overall purpose of it, okay? Uh, now, I think you can, you're setting yourself up if you start dating because you're actually looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with, okay? That should not be the, the uh, ultimate goal. You shouldn't be thinking about the ultimate goal because that gets in the way of, that can get in the way of actually getting to know someone because 
for example, you might start dating someone and you and if you're focusing on on finding someone to spend the rest of your life with, uh, you're not focusing on uh, you know, getting to know the person, really, because your mind is 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 invested in something that uh, that's way down the line, okay? And so what that does is many, what happens many times, if, if the purpose is to just go and get married, it, you might find yourself marrying the wrong person because what it is is that you are, you're not allowing yourself to invest in getting to know the person. Most of your investment is gonna lie, uh, is going to rest upon just getting married or finding someone to spend the rest of your life with. So I think that if you are dating, okay, just focus on enjoying each other because sometimes the destination, well, the destination should, I mean, the, uh, the journey should be enjoyable and, and, and uh, just uh, as the destination itself, okay? So if you're dating and you're enjoying someone, that's where your energy and your effort uh, uh, are going to be invested. You're going to be invested in each other. And that can automatically lead to a long-term relationship, maybe even marriage. It's like water sticking its own level. If you just enjoy the dating and let it just develop, uh, you have a better chance of finding the one that you were actually looking for or the, the one that you actually want in your life rather than focusing on on finding someone. And this so brings a, a different question. This I have a question in between this question. This isn't a question that anyone's asked. This is a question that I'm asking. Why sometimes, because you said you shouldn't focus on, you should just focus on enjoying each other. And I think sometimes a lot of guys focus on avoiding taking a girl out on a date. This isn't like dating. Going out on a date, that doesn't mean you're dating the person. Like you, it might be a first date and you're just deciding if you want to date the person. But a lot of guys avoid that. What is that? Like why? If you're supposed to not worry about it and you're just supposed to go with the flow and you usually go out on the weekends anyways, why can't you go out with the lovely lady friend? Okay, I'm, 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 I'm not quite understanding your question. What, is your, what are you really saying? Here? Oh, what I'm really saying is like a lot of guys feel like, cause I've, like I've had discussions with people on Instagram about this too, like guys on Instagram and they'll say like, oh, I'm not ready to take a woman out and spend money on her until I know that I actually like her and want to date her. So when you were saying, you know, you should really just be enjoying each other's company and like enjoying the journey and you shouldn't worry about, you shouldn't think too hard about it, basically. But I feel like a lot of men think really hard about strategically taking women out and not taking women out. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, so it makes it hard I, to enjoy it and enjoy it. Right, but how 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 are you going to know if a person is first of all? I don't believe in that thing about you know, I'm, uh, about bringing money into the picture, okay? 
I just believe that, and I'm old school, okay? I believe that if, uh, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, my dad always said, uh, um, you know, treat, treat a lady like a lady, okay? And you'll always be a gentleman, okay? I believe that, and like I said, I'm from old school. I'm not one of the younger folks. But if I see someone that I'm remotely attracted to, I'm going to start holding conversations with that person. I'm going to start engaging with that person. So my next step is maybe asking that person out on a date, okay? And I, like I said, I'm old school, and I believe in if I'm going to ask a person out on a date, you know, uh, that, you know, I'm going to take care of things. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should do that. If it may, uh, the, the lady may feel comfortable, you know, taking care of her own bill or whatever that might be, okay? But I just believe that if that, you don't want to overthink it, okay? You don't want to overthink uh, or intellectualize around relationships. Okay, you don't want, yes, there is a degree of, of, of uh, intellect involved, but there's also a degree of emotion involved because all emotion is going to get you into trouble uh, because you're operating on pure emotion without thinking. All thinking, you're just going to be like a computer. My, the point I'm trying to make is that don't overthink it. If, if I see someone out there that I'm attracted to and I want to talk to that person, I'm going to engage with that person. If I like the engaging that, I, that, that, that I'm experiencing, I might take it one step further and say, okay, let's go out to dinner, okay? And I avoid movies because one thing about movies is that both, both are going to be focused on the screen. So it, it, it may be something simple as taking a person out for a cup of coffee. That way you can have a conversation with each other. You might find yourself liking that conversation and enjoying it. And the point I'm, I'm making is that, you know, when guys say, well, you know, I'm not going to spend any money on anybody or any or lady until I know she's the person that I want to take out. To me, that's, that's, that's overthinking it, okay? And you never know what you might be missing out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said it's okay to say that that's BS. Well... You know, I don't want to say that. I'm just saying it's overthinking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so our next question is, this is from a guy. The last question was from a guy. And this question is also from a guy. If you're dating someone and they seem to be avoiding quality time with your parents, what should your next step be? What should the next step be? I would ask you, what do you think? I mean, I would first have to analyze the situation. How long have we been dating? If we've been only been dating for like two months, like I understand why they may not want to meet my parents. But if I've been dating this person for like a year, then I would be annoyed. And I would ask them why they didn't want to meet my parents. Well, here's the thing, you know, you know, the, the, the gentleman may be avoiding the, the parents for any number. Well, no, this is a guy asking. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. 
Well, avoiding the, the parent may be, there may be a number of reasons why a prison might uh, be avoiding uh, the parent. I mean, maybe having anxiety about it all. Yeah, definitely. I think because a woman meeting your mom is a big deal. Like, what if she hates, like, I always think that what if his mom hates me, he's going to hate me. Or like, you know, it's not going to work out because his mother hates me. I would never want to date a guy whose mother hated me. Right. And so one of the things that, that I know from my perspective is that, you know, I would try, I would do my best to impress the girl's parents. Okay. At the same time, I, I, because of that, I may be going through some anxiety, just wondering whether or not I'm going to mess up or whatever. The person just may feel uncomfortable, okay? It may not feel as comfortable as he or she would like to feel, okay? So the, 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 the thing that needs to be done, what needs to be done is talk to the person and find out why. And, you know, you may, the answer you may, the, uh, the, the answer she may give is, you know, maybe satisfactory, and then you, it puts you in a better position to kind of like help that person overcome, for example, if it is anxiety, overcome some of the anxiety about, uh, about meeting the parent. Now, here's the thing. I wouldn't force anything. What I would do is take it slow, okay, because quality times is, you know, uh, and once again, like you said earlier, it may, it also depends upon how long you've been dating, okay? If you've been dating for a year, you should have gotten to a point whereas quality time with the, uh, the parent uh, should be, you know, uh, easy, easily done. But if there is some difficulty there, uh, some avoidance there, the first thing I would want to do is find out why and so it's about sitting down having a conversation and just basically talking about it okay and then from that conversation you can kind of try to come up with you know um a solution but i wouldn't try to i wouldn't force it let me put it like that i would start off with having a conversation around okay um the next question um, if a couple remains continuously in the same pattern of fine, fighting, breaking up, fine again, breaking up, back together again, how do you break that pattern or is it something the couple should let go? I think that, hey, I think you should seek counseling. Try that. If that doesn't work, then maybe you're not compatible. You don't need to be together. But I don't think breaking up and getting back together again is a healthy relationship. No, and I agree with you. I mean, you know, I look at the, the, the that behavior just dictates to me that something is not working. Now, it may have something to do with, uh, like I spoken, spoke to earlier, faulty communication. But the thing that I'm, I would be more concerned about is what is meant uh, when the person says fighting. Because, see, for me, if you're in, if you're fighting, you don't need to be together. That alone says to me that that's an unhealthy relationship, and I wouldn't engage in a relationship where there is, especially if it's physical fighting going on. I that's something that I think uh, should be tolerated. So if there's, 
you know, a pattern. And, and, and when you say pattern, that also raises red flags for me, you know. So it tells me that it's something that's con con consistently going on. So it may be that those, those folks are not uh, good for each other. Uh, and if it's, if, if, if it's a relationship, whereas um, it's just getting started, yeah, it's starting off wrong. So maybe they shouldn't be together. Okay. Now, if it's a couple that uh, are married and they've married for, you know, they've been married for a while. Yeah, couples counseling is 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 a good thing. I get, I I do couples counseling all the time where the major issue is, uh, you know, is uh, a pattern of uh, fighting and and you know. Uh, so I think that if it's if they're not married, I think it's they're starting off badly in an unhealthy way. So maybe they just don't need to be together. Gotcha. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's see, because we can't answer all the questions. So I'm trying to find some really good ones. Um, not that any of them are bad, just things that ones that are very, very like more general. Um, OK, I really like this one. Is it difficult having a solid relationship in this social media era? And I would say, heck, yes. It's so hard. I think it's really hard having a relationship in social media because um, <clears throat> you have access to everyone, and that's just too much. And I think that, like, you know, first of all, Social media can be very superficial to this to a certain extent, to a huge extent, actually. So, like, we have all these different filters, we have all these different um, picture editing applications, and we have we're able to really like stage something. You can stage a photo, you can stage a perfect couple, you can stage a beautiful body, a beautiful face, all these things. And so, what happens is like we have access to all of these different type of perfect scenarios. So then we start to crave and desire those perfect scenarios, but there's not real. So we're always trying and trying to reach this type of standard that's unrealistic just to take a photo and post it to be a part of that society. So what happens is with men and women like around my age or my generation we always want the next best thing so we never want to settle down we never want to stop to work through things with with one thing or one person because well there's this other person that i could just start all brand new with and they may look better or they may have this better career or they just have like more followers in general. I don't know. But I think that social media can be bad for that reason. And then also because like we never put our phones down. So like we're always on social media. We're always focusing on taking a really cute picture to post on social media rather than just like actually enjoying the moment. And sometimes like it can cause conflict because... <clears throat> There are some people who don't want to share their spouses on social media. And so it can cause insecurities with their partner. Like a lot of people 
not a lot of people, but I've heard of this happening often, and a lot of the time it's more it's more common in females being more so, or women and girls being more so annoyed that their partner won't post them on social media. And the guy's argument is always, well, why do I need to post you? Like, why does it matter? Like, you know, I don't want people in my business or in our business, whatever whatever reason it is. And so, and I've always been really on the fence about it because at the same time, it's their social media, why, you know, they should be able to do whatever they want. But then on the other side of it, I don't think there's a reason. I don't think that's really always the reason why they don't want to do it. And I think sometimes, and I hate to say and assume that it's because they just don't want people to know that they're actually in relationships, but you know, I I know a lot of guys that are in relationships, but on social media, you would never know. And and the thing is, is that you have, people have access to you, and so they're gonna approach you in in your private messages because they don't think that you have a partner, and that's gonna give them more motivation to to reach out to you. And so, and I think when you're in a relationship, like you shouldn't want people to reach out to you in that way of like flirting or trying to get to know you or trying to start something with you. Like you should want to avoid that. You should want to like kind of wear some signification or you should act in some manner of telling people that you are, you know, taken without having to have a conversation with them. I mean, I, it's just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. Okay. You know, if a person wants, if a, if two people are in a relationship and they want that relationship to become solidified, they're going to invest in that relationship that that facilitates that. Okay. Now, you know, if they go, if they're into social media and they want to invest in the, in in social media, that's another story. Okay. So it's all about choices. Okay. It's, I mean. Your relationship is not social media, and your social media is not your relationship. They're two distinct things, okay? So once again, if you're going to invest your time and effort, all that like you just described into social media, chances of you not, uh, a chance of you is going to get in the way of developing a solid relationship. Conversely, if you invest in developing a solid relationship, you know, you're not going to engage in, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, engage in some of the behavior and, 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 and activity that you describe as it relates to social media. So my point is this, you know, you know, if you want to, if you, in, it all depends upon what you're investing your time, energy, and effort in. You invest in your time, energy, and effort in a solid, to, to develop a solid relationship, you're going to have it. It's not going to be that it's not going to be that difficult. But if you're going to engage in social media, yeah, sometimes that stuff does uh, infiltrate uh, 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 the relationship, okay, and affect the relationship. There have been many times I've done done counseling because one uh, uh, a partner has engaged in certain activity on social media. Social media has broken up so many different, so many relationships. So my point is, is that if you really, really want a solid relationship, you're going to invest in that. You're not going to do anything with social media that's going to jeopardize your relationship. 
is like almost like it's sort of like cheating. Okay, if my marriage, if I'm focusing on solidifying my marriage, I'm not going to go out there and cheat on my wife. I'm not going to do that or or my partner. I'm going to focus on what I. Uh, 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 my 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 wife, my partner, because that's the person that I really love, and I want to continue to build that. Because once you get married, especially when you get married, the work uh, does uh, uh, towards making a successful marriage doesn't stop. You got to continue to invest in your marriage in order for it to continue to be fruitful. Okay, so you know, once again. This is about choices, you know. If you want a, a good marriage, or a, a, a solid marriage, or a solid relationship, you're gonna do whatever you need to do to make that happen, okay? And if you're going to, on the on the flip side, if you're gonna invest in some of the behavior that you describe as it relates to social media, okay, that's a choice, you know. And you're gonna get what you're gonna get out of it, what you put into it, okay? And you know, basically, that's how I look at it. Um, you know, I hope that answers your question. Mm-hmm, definitely. <clears throat> um, all right. Our next question is, what are some examples of cheating without being intimate, physical, intimate or physical with someone? And this one I thought was really a good question because, I mean, again, how do I say this? For me, it's very um, black and white and... For me also, I think it's very universal, but some people may not think it's universal. In some people's mind, certain things mean other things. You know, in some people's mind, texting and flirting is not cheating. But in my mind it is, and I think that there is a bottom line, and I think sometimes people like to pretend like there's not. Like they like to pretend like, oh, this is like negotiable, this is negotiable, this is is under discussion, this is, you know, you know, I can kind of like pitter patter with this. But for me, it's a bottom line. It's like, if you know that you're in a relationship with someone and you're in a long-term serious relationship and you're texting other men or you're texting other women and then, and your spouse is not okay with that, I think that is, that's, that's cheating. Yeah, you know, I, I, the only thing I can say about that is, you know, it's that's an individual uh, uh, that comes. That's from an individual's perspective. Okay, you know, it's like because for some individuals it may be cheating, for some it may not be cheating. I I guess and I think that if you're in a relationship, that's one reason why I said earlier that you know communication is is the key to having or giving a relationship um, a better chance of being successful you know that's that's a discussion that that i think needs to be had with between the couple because once again you know um for some folks it may be cheating for some folks it may not be cheating so i think it's an individual it depends upon the individual you know but that's one reason why i say you know Communication to me, as far as relationship go go uh, go, is 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 very very important. So you know, again, it's, it depends upon the individual. Yeah, I think um, 
I think that it's more deep than it can be a bit more deep. I think like <clears throat> when you say when I said text messaging, like, you know, you could be texting your coworker about inside joke at work. And I wouldn't consider that cheating. But I think like when you start to like spend time with others and you start to develop feelings, <clears throat> even if you haven't, you know, been physical with them, I think that that is like really dancing on the line cheating. Because uh, yeah, yeah, but you see, here's the thing, you know, if that's happening, you know, it, you know, I, I would I would start wondering, I would wonder, okay, about the relationship itself. Not the, the, the not the, not the the texting relationship, but the relationship between me and my wife or my partner, I would start wondering about that, you know, and start looking at that and and, and trying to determine what it is that's lacking in my relationship that might be driving me towards having feelings for someone else through texting, you know. So, uh, and, you know, before it gets any further, it's, a, it's okay to have that discussion and say, hey, look, uh, here's what happened. I'm beginning to have some feelings out. Let's look at our relationship and see what we can do to kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, bring more, uh, for example, excitement to it, bring more, uh, find out what's going wrong with it. Okay. Because if someone is out there texting, you know, one of the things that could be happening is that there could be something going on at home that's not uh, self-fulfilled that that's not fulfilling okay and sometimes what happens is when a person's needs are not getting met at home whether it's sexual or non-sexual uh, it opens the door uh, sometimes for some folks open that door whereas they you know try to get those needs uh, fulfilled outside the marriage okay <clears throat> all right um so we're going to do two more questions because <clears throat> we don't have too much time, but I do apologize if we didn't get to your question. Please don't be mad at me. <clears throat> Just let me know if this is something that you guys want to do more often. Like if you guys would like to do a kind of like question and answer dialogue, we could even try to figure out a way to get this going live as well. So, you know, you guys just keep tuning in and let me know how you like this episode. But let's do our last two questions. The first one is, do you think that wisdom comes with age? If so, why do you think there are men in their late 20s and 30s that do not want to commit? And I think this is more so, this isn't my question, but like, I'm just going to go ahead and just tailor it more towards men in their late 30s, because I think men in their 20s of any kind is still pretty young. And I think... <clears throat> I understand if you're like 28 and 29 and you don't want to settle down and commit. I think it's you're still really young, so I will. I I want to like more so tailor this question to men in their late 30s. Uh, yeah, well, let, let me address the, the 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 question regarding wisdom uh, with age. Okay, I think that yeah, I think we become wiser as we grow older. Okay, uh, because we, as we grow older, we make mistakes, and we learn from those mistakes, and and sometimes we can pass uh, our experience down to uh, hand it off to uh, uh, to someone else, where they don't make the same mistakes. 
So, yeah, we, as we get older, we do get wiser because we experience more, okay? And so the more you experience, the more, uh, I think, the wiser we get. Now, as far as commitment goes, you know, I, 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 I think that also is an, that's an individual thing, you know. I think that if a person wants to get into a relationship with, with commitment, commitments, that's okay. If not, still okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe at age 20, in the, the, those folks in their, men in their 20s and 30s, uh, maybe for them, they're just not ready for it. Maybe they want to experience more. And I also because, think the word wisdom, like maybe maturity would be better because wisdom doesn't automatically equal commitment. Just because you are wise doesn't mean it's wise for you to commit, right? Because <clears throat> you may not have met the right woman that would make it wise to commit to. So I think, yeah. but then- I, a lot of the time it is the right woman, but a good woman, I don't know. But maybe maturity would be better? Yeah, well, okay. But but, but even that, you know, I think I think a, a, a person is being mature and responsible if they don't if they don't want to commit and, and don't do it. You know, don't. committing and you don't want to commit, that's not a good choice. I think, I think that if a, a, I think mature a, a mature person learns and began to understand what he or she wants, okay, uh, and I think making the choice, the conscious choice to not commit, especially when the person doesn't want to commit, mm-hmm. I think that's irresponsible, uh, yeah. you know. And so, uh, if, the, if a, like I said, if a person does not want to commit, hey, that's their choice. And and as long as you know the per if he's dating, as long as the person he's dating understands that, that way they can make a conscious decision, a conscious choice also. Okay, so yeah, it's an individual thing. All right, and then our second, our last question is going to be. Why do you think black men don't date and marry women who are like and look like their mothers and grandmothers? <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I, well, I can only, I, listen, I can only speculate that, okay? I, I mean, you know, I, I know uh, I've talked to guys who don't want to date somebody or get frustrated with, uh, let's say, a, 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 a woman who treats him like his mother treats him. In other words, treat him like a kid, you know, uh, so men don't like that. Now, as far as looking like mom, you know, I, you know, I, I'll be very uncomfortable if I went to, let's say, a nightclub and I bumped into you. Okay, that makes me uncomfortable because you're my you're my kid. So, you know, you know. So that being said, you know, you know, I don't know. Maybe the man wakes up and rolls over and looks at his partner, and she may look like his mother, and that might trigger something. This I think this is more so. This woman is asking why a lot of black men don't want to date black women. 
Yeah. I don't think it's that they literally look like their mother or remind them of their mother. It's more so of well, well, that's 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 okay, black women, but your mother is black. Your grandmother is black. You were birthed from a black woman, but you don't date black women. I don't understand. That's not my question, but I am going to say I want to ask with the sister too. Okay. If that's the question, okay, I would have preferred the question be asked in that way, okay? But here's the thing, you know, if the, the to, to, to your point, you know, <laughs> you know, men, black men who date outside their race, there, there are a number of reasons for that. Okay, uh, sometimes it's just that they fell in love with someone outside of their race. Okay, mm-hmm. then you got some some men who uh, want to get as far from their race as possible. And and one way of doing that is to associate with folks outside of their race, even go as far as to marry someone out out of uh, outside their race. So, uh, well, why do they want to deassociate so badly? Well, it, it, because of their own personal experiences, you know, uh, and what that might be it could be a number of things. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, you know, there's such a thing as uh, self-hatred, you know, in regards to uh, race, you know. Um, it, it could be a number of, of, of reasons, you know, why someone would want to get, and I'm not saying it's okay uh, or not okay. I'm just saying, I'm just, just giving one of many reasons why someone would do it. You know, it's like I said, it's like, you know, some some black men, even some black women, they they look down on their own race. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And mm-hmm. so what they try to do is they try to get as far away from it. And I'm not talking physical distance so much, but they try to get away from anything that identifies, you know, uh, with their race. You know, some even deny their own race. So, you know, and, and once again, it could be just, just that uh, a black man has fallen in love with someone uh, other than a black woman, you know. So that covers a lot of territory, in other words, okay? Gotcha. <clears throat> All right, my loves, we can't get to every question, like I said. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. But like I said, let me know if you guys like this episode and would like to continue to send questions in every so often. Hopefully, Mr. Green will be okay with coming and visiting us again and answering some more questions. Thank you so much, Mr. Green, for answering our questions today. Is there any wise words that you'd like to leave us with before we go? Just quickly, you know, I I think... um, I, th- I think re- getting into a relationship is, is a beautiful thing, especially if it's, um, you know, if there's a lot of love involved, okay? Uh, but once it, it takes a lot of work in order to make it a fruitful one, okay? Now, I, you know, I said earlier that many times the journey is, it should be, well, let me put it like this, the journey should be as 
enjoyable as the destination. So while you're, you know, in a relationship, enjoy it as much as possible. If it isn't working for you, then take a second look and maybe it's not the right one for you. Okay, so uh, try not to overthink it uh, because sometimes that gets in the way of, of, of the enjoyment. And it's like water seeking its own level. It's going to go where it needs to go if you just let it happen. Okay? So All right. thank you for having me, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much again, Mr. Green. Thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in to the B3 Beautiful, Bold, and Black podcast. I appreciate you guys so much, and I can't wait to meet with you guys again. Have an awesome rest of your weekend, and I will see you next time.